We try to unravel the mystery of what happened with Richmond City Council, the safe consumption site this week. Well, Vaughn Palmer is going to help us out with that now. Good morning, Vaughn. And good morning, Simi. And for the sake of completeness, I should acknowledge that I was looking out my window here in Victoria a few moments ago. And there's something happening outside that, as you know, I always say never happens in Victoria. It does sort of look like, well, I have to admit, snow. What? What? It's not sticking. Okay, I want that completely clear. It is not sticking. And, but it's not my imagination either. Uh, it's cold here and it was raining and I guess some of it just decided to turn into snow. I, I wish you had given us a heads up on this. We could have played the breaking news sounder because <laughs> <laughs> that seems like kind of a big deal, Vaughn. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be gone by the time we get off the air or whatever. <laughs> okay. anyway, there you go. I'll check in with you at the end of the segment. We'll see how it's going on that one. Uh, okay, breaking weather news from Vaughn Palmer on that one. Snow in Victoria right now. But now we're going to talk about what's been going on in Richmond this past week, because I'm confused. What the heck happened here? It's election year. <laughs> there's, oh, your, there's your executive summary. Um, for unfathomable reasons, really, politically, uh, the Richmond Council decided that uh, this would be a nifty time to have a debate about establishing a safe injection site in a community that manifestly does not want one. There was an enormous eruption over two days at Richmond Council, uh, angry, really nasty stuff that, alas, has gone right across Canada. And uh, what, uh, 16,000 names on a petition rustled up very quickly by the community. Um, In the middle of all this, I think the Premier put it well for the government when he said... um, we're wondering why they're doing this at this time. (laughs) Yeah. And he didn't mean, why are you doing it on Tuesday? He meant, I think, why are you doing it in an election year? So council voted Tuesday night. Anyway, to go ahead, seven to two, right? Mayor leading the way, Cash Heed, former BC Liberal cabinet minister leading the way. The next day, Wednesday, a full 24 hours have not passed. Vancouver Coastal Health, which actually has some power over this, because Richmond Council can't establish this thing on their own. Vancouver Coastal Health said, no, it's not the right project and it's not the right time and we don't think it's needed and uh, it's not going to happen. So then you got the political clue on this. Uh, uh, Henry Yao, who's he? Well, he is one of the three NDP MLAs from Richmond who's running for re-election this year. And he goes on to social media yesterday, his ex-account, people can look it up, a five-part posting that advises his constituents that he's been on the case right from the beginning. And yes, the provincial government is very worried about the overdose crisis and about the need for safer supply and all that stuff. But he says, we think that these projects, that what we do must be appropriate to the community, and this wasn't appropriate to the community, and it's not going to happen. Don't thank me. I've just been out there working on your behalf to make sure it doesn't happen and it isn't going to happen. And that's the end of it. And, you know, it's election year.
Yeah, I guess so. I just thought, didn't anybody talk to anybody beforehand <laughs> about this? Like, yeah, what happened? I love Cash Heat and all this, right? Yeah. Because we lean on Cash Heat an awful lot in the news media because he's a former police chief and a former solicitor general who had to step down twice as solicitor general. He doesn't appreciate that, being reminded of that. But in any event, uh, knows his stuff and is willing to talk. And he's out there saying, oh, this is terribly cynical, you know, Government's worried about losing its three seats in Richmond. Yes, they are. It's election year. And if you want to get politicians to do something on your behalf, the best time to put pressure on them is an election year. After they've won a majority, ta, the next election is four years away. Who's worried about that? Like, this is responsiveness time for provincial politicians and that's what's going on out in Richmond and I guess when it gets around to it someone in the premier's office must be asking were any new democrats involved in this idiotic idea in the first place yeah uh, because we don't ever want to hear their names again and they can forget about any favors from the premier's office if they were involved yeah, I would wonder if anyone at Vancouver Coastal Health is holding some emergency meetings about that, saying, who who did this? Like, who thought this was a good idea? The interesting thing about this, the other interesting thing about this is in EB's comments on Tuesday. So the premier, it's been remarked before, David EB is one of the best briefed premiers we've had in this province. He rarely gets caught by surprise. And when he was asked about this on Tuesday, he said, you know, Vancouver Coastal is looking into this and trying to figure out um, why the project at this time. So the premier had already been briefed. He knew it was coming, knew the question was coming. He was ready for it. So I think, you know, as soon as this thing blew up and it blew up over the weekend because of the petition and the first meeting at council on Monday, which spilled over into Tuesday, Somebody in the premier's office, somebody in charge of damage control went to Vancouver Coastal and said, are you the idiots behind this idea? And Vancouver Coastal said, no, not us. This isn't our idea. We are wondering where the hell this came from, too. So it's, it's interesting to just see how the provincial government responds quickly and diffuses the issue quickly yeah. and makes sure that no one's going to hang this on a new Democrat, this idea. Malcolm Brody, the mayor of Richmond, is not a longtime new Democrat. And Cash Heed, you can't blame him as a new Democrat either. So it's, it's quite interesting how this whole thing came unraveled. We are back with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Vaughn, quick weather check. Is it still snowing in Victoria? Um, hmm. I, that may have been my imagination. I'm, I take it back. Uh, Victoria... <laughs> Travel Bureau better not file a complaint to me yeah. and try to evict me. No, That's but it. it did. It did look like briefly snow here. Maybe briefly. wet snow. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not outside. I'm kind of looking out the window. But uh, as I said, it, I'm, I'm old. That may be just my need. It was my probably glasses. just my some eyeglasses. Wet snow. Or something like that. It was just Fantasy. wet snow. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna take your word for it. Like we believe you when you tell us something. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, I know this is doing wonders for my credibility, isn't it? Oh yeah, I love it. Oh God, now what's he done over there? God, I can't believe snowing. him. He said it was snowing in Victoria yesterday. This morning he's imagining a snowstorm. <laughs> uh, let's. Next? I want to talk about the infrastructure story here too, because I know there's a lot of um, yeah. uproar about the federal minister oh. Stephen Gibo talking about this. Oh, the federal government's not going to invest in road infrastructure. And I thought, you know, if you're the prime minister, if you don't haul that guy in right now and say, what the heck are you doing? You're creating more problems here because already you had Premier David Eby saying, what is going on? Oh, yeah. No, the premier was announcing flood control measures out in Abbotsford yesterday, major infrastructure announcement and all that. But when we get to the news media questions, the premier jumps on the federal environment minister and says, yeah, nervous, makes me nervous. The federal environment minister says, you know what? We're not going to pay for federal government. are not going to pay for building highways anymore. Highways, you know, take public transit, ride your bike, right? This is the green era we're going into, and we're not going to pay to build roads. And <laughs> he's got a bunch of proposals uh, that in front of the federal government where the province is saying we need help. Highway 1, for instance, one of the major routes for moving goods back and forth in Canada, uh, and it needs serious upgrading, and the province, uh, Ottawa has been helping, and the province needs more help. Uh, replacement of the Massey Tunnel, the province is looking for help on that, and the Premier said he's incredibly disappointed at these comments, and he is going to be in touch with the Prime Minister seeking clarification. Uh, David Eby will probably have to take a number on that one because I think most of the premiers in the country and a significant number of municipal officials and Lord only knows how many elected BC Liberal MPs are going to want that comment explained as well. I see the minister is busy clarifying what he actually meant to say. Right. So I think this is a dead letter, but it, it, one of the fascinating things about a government that's in trouble is the way members of the government seem to find new ways to generate negative stories about the government. Yes. Bad enough, the federal libs are dealing with the arrive can thing this week and all the other problems, but whose idea was it to hand an issue like this to the opposition and to all the premiers in the country? I see Premier Doug Ford is out saying, yeah, well, you know, he might be able to ride his bike to work, but most of the people in Ontario can't do that. And that's true. Such an own goal on that one. Oh, that's incredible. When there's an election and, coming and I up said, in Ottawa. Yeah, that isn't what I had in mind. I, I, his first clarification was, you know, I was just talking about a project in Quebec. Oh, that won't make things worse, will it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, again, I, that one I really shook my head. I thought, I'm sure that's not what he meant, but also, oh, what sure are you what doing? What yeah, are you no, doing? No. Um, no. Now, yesterday we were previewing this, Vaughn, and you were absolutely right. We heard from Mike DeYoung yesterday. He is leaving provincial politics. Yeah, and it was a really nice press conference uh, at the legislature uh, where DeYoung served for 30 years. And it's really interesting to hear a provincial politician say it was fun being a member of the legislature, it was a joy, that he's sorry that some people leave provincial politics with bitterness, but he doesn't. He said when he came to the legislature, 
He always felt what a great honor and a privilege it was to represent his constituents and British Columbians there, uh, that he always tried to keep the stuff back and forth across the aisle. He said, you know me, he said, I'm a very effective critic and a, and a good defender, but he tried to keep it from becoming personal. So it was, it was quite nice to hear uh, and, you know, uh, he's one of the, not just the longest serving member of the legislature right now, and Mike Farnworth is the only one who's close, but he's one of the longest serving MLAs in the whole history of the BC legislature. Keith wow. Baldry and I sat down and looked at the, at the election records yesterday. We found one MLA who served for 40 years, but it's very difficult to find one who even served 30 years. W.A.C. Bennett did, uh, Frank Calder, the first Indigenous person elected the legislature, served 30 years, but DeYoung is in a very small group of people that have managed to win that many elections and serve that long in the legislature. That is impressive, but he still hasn't decided what he's going to do. Uh, he said that, uh, <laughs> I said, I understand you have a place in France. Are you really thinking of running for federal politics and going to Ottawa, or are you thinking of retiring to your place in France? And he said, he said, well, uh, <laughs> he had a funny line, his wife is French. And he said, my wife told me that if you go to a news conference and you say you're retiring to spend more time with your family, I'm putting out a news release saying, I don't want to see you that much. <laughs> <laughs> and back, it turned out my family didn't want to spend more time with me. So anyway, he's, yes, he's thinking about federal politics. He said he's got to work some things out there yet. He says he's only 60 years old. Uh, he's not interested in doing nothing. So even though his wine cellar in France beckons, uh, it sounds to me like he's going to think about running federally for Ottawa. He's asked about the BC United Party's chances in the election this year. He's very interesting. DeYoung said it's going to be tough, honestly. We're facing a very tough fight. But he said, I'll remind you that the first time I got elected to the B.C. legislature, way back in 1993, he said, I ran as a B.C. liberal in the Fraser Valley. That was not a winning brand. He said, I had opponents, Family Coalition Party, Reform Party B.C., and one of the most famous politicians then in the province, Grace McCarthy, leader of the Social Credit Party. They all ran against him. And DeYoung said, I won by 42 votes. So he said, don't tell me. Every vote counts. And he said, I've run in elections where I was expected to lose and won. And he said, I've run in elections where I was expected to win. The party was expected to win and lost. So he said, you know, it's, the election's still six months away. A lot can happen. I think he's right about that. Everybody knows how to bet this year. But the election is still six months away. Hmm. Also, it was nice to hear tributes from like both yeah. sides of the aisle for him. Yeah, the premier himself was very good on that. He was asked yesterday and he said, look, Mike DeYoung and I have disagreed about many things, including many things on the floor of the legislature, because Evie in opposition was DeYoung's critic and DeYoung in opposition has been Evie's critic. He said, we've argued a lot of issues in the House, but he said, we tried never to make it personal. It's possible to argue in depth about issues, disagree profoundly and still not make it personal. And he said he always appreciated that about DeYoung. And DeYoung said that he liked that aspect of politics as well. Uh, you know, what a novel idea know, that you can disagree that. profoundly and still not treat each other like, you know, 
trash and wouldn't that be nice dirt and threats it's wouldn't great. that be nice if we could all do that Vaughn thank yeah. you okay bye bye that's Vaughn Palmer there from the Vancouver Sun